0: Hey everyone, and on today's episode, it's going to be a little different. I'm going to be throwing in the kids' Halloween story that I did for uh, for a t- special teacher out there. Um, and I did this kids' friendly episode for them and did somewhat of a game twist to it. So I thought, might as well just go ahead and uh, put this in... And um, have this as the episode for this week So it's going to be a little different um, And it's going to be kid friendly So if you want, have your friend play the game with you Um, On this actual episode, I did give kids candy um, As a prize for whoever won and guessed the right song um, And the right music for Halloween So that's what that's all about but i hope that you guys enjoy this episode we're going to be coming back at full force next week but i just figured i'd go ahead and do this little halloween episode that i did for halloween here we go guys enjoy well hello west hall spartans thank you so much for having me today on halloween um I'm very, very excited to be doing this with you guys. Um, I normally host my podcast channel, Unexpected Hauntings, and um, got the idea to do a little bit of an episode for you guys of just some ghost stories, some games, and possibly some candy. Yes, some candy. So, are you guys ready to hear some ghost stories? and possibly score the jackpot of candy? If so, then you're in the right place. Get ready, guys, for some good stories, and stay tuned. Listen if you dare as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena. Write in at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Hauntings. That's right, boys and girls. Um, This is Ben here. Um, And I am also Mrs. Shield's brother. That's right, I'm uh, Mrs. Shield's brother and she was really cool enough to let me do a little bit of a ghost story segment for you guys, so I hope that you guys enjoy, I'm going to be doing the first story of a ghost train on High Bridge, so here we go guys, I hope that you guys enjoy. High Bridge Train Story 1965. Opening in 1877, about 143 years from today's current date, the first ever cantilever bridge in the U.S. was built. This big railroad bridge towers 275 feet over the river that connects two counties for ways of transportation of goods through the years this towering bridge has seen many deaths and some accidental falls and some even suicides that is where this story comes into play when a dare goes terribly wrong the year was 1965 on a hot and humid day as kids four siblings seem to get bored real easy with no school going on so it's only natural to have some fun with a little innocent game of truth or dare, right? Hey, my name is Jimmy. I am one of the three siblings. My other brother and sister's names are Mike, Larry, and Reba. She is the only sister I have and the oldest, so she is the mother of the bunch. Anyways, it all started when I overheard a story from our neighbor going on about a bridge that's close by. He said he heard a train whistle and saw its lights gliding over the tracks the other night. This was impossible. I thought as I knew that a train hasn't been seen on those tracks in ages. It was abandoned, so to speak. I spoke up to the group soon after I overheard this and they dared me to go check it out and said that if the tracks were there, as a crazy neighbor said, then we will go and check it out tomorrow night. Scared out of my mind, We all walked through the woods to the entrance of the trail, going up to the so-called train tracks of High Bridge. "'All right, Slim Jim, go find us those tracks,' Reba announced. "'Yeah, you got this,' Mike and Larry chimed in. Well, this time had come. It was time to hike up into the unknown for what seemed like forever. Two miles in, and I finally made it to the tracks. The neighbor was right.' And looking down the tracks, I could see a clearing. Could these tracks also lead to the high bridge over the river? As I walked a little further, I discovered it was. I think I found the perfect place for all of us to go tomorrow night, I muttered to myself. Mike, Larry, and Reba were still waiting for me when I came down from the trail. Well, did you find the trail tracks up there? They all said in unison. I did, and can't wait to show you guys tomorrow night, I said with a grin. We all grew anxious as the next day came. Thoughts of what what we were going to do up there on the tracks, what kind of excuse are we going to tell our parents, and so on came rushing through our heads. When night hit and we were about to head up the dreaded two-mile hike, I told them that the tracks were connected to the high bridge and that we should hang out on the bridge, see what we can see over the river. They agreed so when we got out there, all was good as we tracked another mile down the track to the clearing over the river. Wouldn't it be terrible if a train were to come at this very moment, Reba said in a menacing voice. We would have no choice but to jump off the bridge or run and try and make it back to the woods, Reba explained. Please don't say that, sis, I said, as I don't want her to jinx what she had said. An hour went by as I heard a low muffled whistle flow within the trees. I disregarded it, thinking my mind was playing tricks on me, but as soon as that thought popped into my head, there came another whistle, sound this time loud enough that everyone heard it." "'Was that what I think it was?' Larry said in a shivering voice. "'It can't be. These tracks have been, haven't been used in more than fifteen years,' I said in an alarming voice. As the whistle of the mysterious train gained in volume, so did its visibility. We could now clearly see its front lights beaming into our very souls. We then saw the train on its way to a full speed. We bolted for the woods, which was less than a mile away. I was in the front, Mike and Larry behind me, and Reba was behind them. As I made it to the woods, I instantly dropped and hid behind a tree. We made it, I said with a sigh of relief. As I looked behind me, they weren't there. In a panic, I ran back out to the tracks and saw they were still out there on the bridge, not far from where I was. "'Hurry up, you can make it!' I yelled, cheering them on. But then I noticed the reason why they were still out there. Reba had gotten her foot stuck under the tie of the track. A tie is the wooden plank the rail sits on. As I noticed this, I ran out to go and help, but it was no use. Her foot was going nowhere." And the train was getting closer. It soon got to the point where we had to run for our lives and leave our only sister, Reba, behind. As the train hit her, you could hear her terrifying scream as it started out loud, shrill, and slowly died into nothing. After what happened, we ran back down the trail and never looked back. To this day, at night, you can still see the lights of the train of Highbridge and can hear the scream of our dear sister. It's almost as if the train comes back every night that night in hope of finishing what the train had started. All right. So what did you guys think about that story? Um, If you guys want to, one at a time, you guys can discuss this in class. I might get her to pause this at this moment and get you guys to discuss about the story. Sorry if it was really scary. I'm trying to not make the stories as scary but to add some relief between these stories I have added we're gonna do a guessing game and we're gonna be guessing these Halloween songs so if you get these songs right then you might just have A go at some candy so we're gonna start off with our first song to guess and um, it should be pretty easy to start off with it's gonna be easy to start off with with the songs and then it's gonna get a little tougher at the end so here we go guys here's the first song to guess and if you want to grab some paper Uh, take some moment here grab some paper some uh, one of your pencils or pens And write down the answer. It'll be as simple as that, and you will have your candy by the end of all these ghost stories. So don't forget to write down your answer, and you will be rewarded with candy. Here's the first song to guess. Good luck, guys. guys, what was your guess? Um, This song has been in my childhood for quite some time and it's been uh, showed on Disney Channel. It's a Disney movie, Disney Halloween movie, to give you a hint. Um, And uh, you guys should have it written down by now. It is Halloween Town um, and it is great. I would definitely recommend it. It's not too spooky, not too scary, but it gives you a Halloween feel for sure. So, we're going to go into the next story and hope that you guys enjoy it. The Tale of Stingy Jack and the Jack-o'-Lantern Jack-o'-lantern legend goes back hundreds of years in the Irish history. Many of the stories center around Stingy Jack. Here's the most popular story. Stingy Jack was a miserable old man who took pleasure in playing tricks on just about everyone. Family, friends, his mother, and even the devil himself. One day, he was at his favorite pub with the devil. The devil offered to buy Jack a drink in exchange for his soul. The devil transformed himself into a coin to pay for the drinks. But Jack stole the coin and put it in his pocket where he kept a cross. The cross kept the devil from changing back. Stingy Jack freed the devil, only after he agreed to wait before taking his soul. Years later, he ran into the devil by an apple tree. The devil wanted to take his soul right then and there. Stingy Jack bought some time, but asking the devil to climb up the tree and get him an apple. As soon as the devil was in the tree, Stingy Jack trapped the devil by placing crosses and a circle around the tree. Then Stingy Jack made the devil promise not to take his soul when he died. Many years later, when Jack had passed away and went to the pearly gates of heaven, he was told by St. Peter that he was mean, cruel, and had led a miserable, worthless life on earth. Stingy Jack was not allowed to enter heaven. Stingy Jack then went down to hell and the devil the devil kept his promise and would not allow him to enter. Now Stingy Jack was scared. He had nowhere to go but to wander about forever in the dark netherworld between heaven and hell. He asked the devil how he could leave as there was no light to be seen. The devil tossed him an ember from the flames of hell to help Stingy Jack light his way. Jack had a turnip with him. It was of his favorite foods and he always carried one with him. Jack hollowed out the turnip and placed the ember the devil had given him inside the turnip. From the day onward Stingy Jack roamed the earth without a resting place with only his dim turnip lighting the way the irish called the ghost of stingy jack jack of the lantern later abbreviated to jack-o-lantern on all hallows eve the irish hollowed out turnips rutabags, gourds potatoes and beets they placed a light in them to ward off evil spirits and keep stingy jack away these were the original jack-o-lanterns in the 1800s, waves of Irish immigrants came to America. The Irish immigrants quickly discovered that pumpkins were bigger and easier to carve out. So they used pumpkins for jack o' lanterns. So that was a um, kind of a neat story. Um, and if you guys have any questions, um, just make sure. To just ask around in the classroom one at a time of course but um, we'll give you some time for that Um, if she wants she can pause the um, media file but um, actually we're going to go into our song so have your pencil and paper ready pencil or pen ready um, for the song and guess this song See something Alright, time's up Um, well What do you think? What do you think That song was? Um Well If you guys guessed The Nightmare Before Christmas Then you got it right Congratulations guys Um, we're gonna go into the next story Real quick, and uh here we go dim bones a spooky pirates ghost tale my granny was told as a child that captain kid knowing the laws was on his trail traveled up the jersey coast looking for the perfect spot to bury his stolen treasure and he found it near a grove of gnarled wind-swept pines on sandy hook one moonless dark night The adventure galley slid silently into harbor at Sandy Hook. Before the wandering eyes of two hidden watchers, a crew of scurvy buccaneers armed with cutlasses and pistols had rowed boatload after boatload of heavy chests into the shore. They were accompanied by a tall, proud man with red whiskers and a cocked hat that the watchers recognized as once as the bold leader, Captain Kidd. The captain led his men away from shore, and they disappeared with them into the grove of pines. The pirates were gone a long time. Long enough, according to those who watched to bury any amount of treasure, they came away before dawn and rode back to the adventure galley and sailed into the last vestiges of the dark night. Of course, the eager watchers kept their knowledge quiet and scurried down to the pine grove a few days later, armed with lanterns and shovels, but nary a gold coin found they. In frustration, they shared their tale with other good folks in the region. After that, there was not a night when the pine grove did not see someone digging fervently with a shovel. After a few decades of this, the pine grove gave up the ghost and died away completely. By my granny's time, there was nothing left of the spot save a few stunted trees, some windswept grass, and on certain dark nights, dim bones. Dim bones are the skeletal crew of Captain Kidd. According to my granny, they come sailing up in a ship made of shadows. The ship moves silently up the coast at the dark of the moon and the anchors near the shores of Sandy Hook. Two or three boats are lowered from her side and they are filled up with the eager forms of glowing skeletons wearing cocked hats and tattered buccaneers garb, or uniforms. Around their waists are belts full of pistols and long swords. The biggest of dim bones, the one that is probably the first mate, has a skeletal parrot perched on his shoulder. Dim bones carry heavy trunks full of treasure onto the shore and scatter them all around the place where the pine grove once stood. Then the pirate crew hauls out kegs and kegs of whiskey and one of the skeletons takes out a fiddle. A phantom fire is lit on the sand and Dim Bones start such a rowdy singing and dancing that the noise would wake the dead if they weren't already awake. When they're exhausted from the dancing, the glowing skeletons collapse on the sand and start telling stories about the ships they have captured and the treasure they have amassed and stolen. Some of Dim Bones open the big trunks and take out jewels and ropes of pearls and adorn themselves. Others toss gold coins back and forth as if they were a child's ball. At the darkest part of the night, just before dawn, dim bones pack up the trunks and row back to the ship of shadows. One by one, the glowing skeletons disappear into the hold and the ship draws anchor and sails away. So, you like a good old ghost story, don't you? Well, that was a really good ghost story, and a pirate ghost story, to be exact. Um, um, if you have any questions or you want to discuss any of this, um, just let the teacher know, and she could pause this and answer any questions that you have. Once the questions are done, we're going to go into our third song to um, guess. So make sure you have your pens or pencils ready, and your paper ready as well, and we're going to go into our third song. Here we go. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky, the Addams Family. The house is a museum. When people come to see 'em, they really are a scream, the Adams family. Alright, guys. What do you guys think it is? Um, it's got a very popular tune to it. Um, you probably heard it um on TV quite a bit. Um I know that you guys watch TV, it's probably been on Disney quite a bit. Um but you guys should have an answer now so I'm going to quit rambling and um, it is the Adams Family theme song so if you guys have that answered congratulations Uh, we are going to go on to the last story and uh, last song so here we go the scarecrow every year my dad puts out a scarecrow in our fields Because he thinks they're effective in not keeping the crows out, but evil spirits as well. I guess he's a little superstitious. The scarecrows, he sets out, are the same ones year after year. After so much wear and tear, they were showing their age. This October started out just like any any other October. The weather was turning cool and the leaves were beginning to change into brilliant orange and yellow colors. One Saturday, us kids got together and decided to make a new scarecrow. Being creative, we gathered our supplies and got to work. This scarecrow was to be different. This was my special design. I wanted to be... A creepy scarecrow, much scarier than the others. Hours later, we finished up. Indeed, he was the ugliest, most frightening scarecrow I've ever seen. I was so proud. Mom called us for supper, so we planted the scarecrow out in the cornfield, where I could see it from my bedroom window. Not giving it any more thought, we went in and ate. Soon, the wind picked up and began lightning. The storm was forecasted, but it looked like we were in for a rough night. Light rain began falling as I went to bed. I was worried about my new scarecrow, so I peeked out of my window. What I saw shocked me. He was there alright, but not where we had placed him. It appeared to me that he was several feet to the right. Puzzled, I stood at the window and watched intently. The lightning was bright, and every time it flashed, I could see my scarecrow. The problem was, it looked as if he was moving when the sky was dark, only to turn up in another spot when the sky lit up. Thinking that I must be imagining things, I put my pajamas on and went to bed. Later on, a loud crack of thunder woke me up. By now the rain was pounding down, making it difficult to see out my window. I slipped on my shoes and snuck outside to check on my scarecrow. Not sure where he was, I walked around in the thunderstorm, half blinded by the cold, stinging rain. Clumsily, I stumbled over a fallen branch and fell face down in a patch of mud. When I looked up, there was my scarecrow glaring down at me his eyes were huge and glowing red i couldn't pick myself up fast enough i ran to the house and never looked back after tossing and turning the rest of the night i woke up to bright sunshine and the smell of bacon not wanting to tell my parents what had happened i sat quietly and ate breakfast anxious and apprehensive i went outside to look around my dad was already looking for damage to the buildings but. I was looking for my scarecrow. I could see the other scarecrows all in their usual places, but my scarecrow was nowhere to be found. Full of confusion I began crying, not because of losing my scarecrow but because of pure unadulterated fear. My father told me that he probably blew away and would be discovered in a field during harvest. I knew better, somehow, some way that scarecrow came alive. How, I don't know. 10 years later, years have passed, and to this day, I have never seen my scarecrow again. What happened that stormy night? Do scarecrows really keep out evil spirits, or can they be possessed by one? I don't live on that farm anymore, but I've never ventured outside during a thunderstorm again. So, uh, scarecrows. Uh, we see them every day in a cornfield and we wonder what they're really used for. Are they really used for, um, having a brain (laughs) as they're, um, showed on Wizard of Oz or are they just a, um, thing to set out for fall time? Who knows? Um, but that will be our last story for this episode. Thank you again for, um, for having me with you guys today. It's been a blast. Um, we're going to go to the last song. And uh, hopefully you guys can get into that candy here soon. So here we go, guys, with the last song. Thank you guys again for listening. And have a happy Halloween. <laughs> Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby-Doo, I see you. Pretending you got a sliver. But you're not fooling me, cause I can see. The way you shake and shiver, you know we got a mystery. So, I was to be